Hey, look, I'm, I, I'm notorious for it. It's a necessary evil. The prints are what they are, and fuck me, I've done so many cons this year that I couldn't give a shit. And <laughs> they, make, they, make, they make me money. They yeah. make the money to pay for the boots. And yeah. at the end of the day, that has my artwork yep. in his bed. Well, that person has their artwork in, in their room yep. with my signature, know who I am, if they want to pick up my comic, yep. they can always go back and find me. And yep. that is it's such a powerful tool to have yeah. when they're picking up their favourite their favorite superhero or they're picking up their favourite cartoon character, I mean, or favourite movie hero. I mean, they're taking that home, they're putting it up, they've got it there. They'll, 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 they'll find me. They'll find me on social media. They'll, they'll find my website. They'll go and buy the comic. Yeah, they'll hand and it on to a friend. Uh, yeah. And that's just smart business. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade. Today's episode number 21. Yes, that's number 21. We made it to number 20 last week with the solo cast and I'm really proud and really, really glad um, to bring to you number 21. Um, I'm going to keep this intro nice and short and sweet because we've got a big long episode this week. Um, and hopefully YouTube will allow me to post this due to the length. Um, Kieran, now Kieran Nunn, um, I was back in back at Supernova uh, 2016. Um, I, I was introduced to Kieran by a good friend of mine named James Galate and I'm so glad that I met Kieran because he is one of the most supportive, kindest, um, down-to-earth, punk-rockiest artist I've ever met um, in my life, and he is just a genuine guy. Uh, he came on the podcast to just talk about life, uh, and today, um, on this episode, we talked about life, we talked about a bit of religion. Um, I'm going to put a disclaimer at the front, I'm a little disappointed that I have to, but we do talk about our opinions on religion. Um, and the current political climate uh, for a short period there. Uh, so you you may not enjoy what we're talking about. Um, you may not agree with us, but please don't give a shit about it. It's a free world. It's a free country. Um, opinions are opinions. We're not out to offend anybody, and we're not looking to upset anybody. Uh, so... Yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, today's episode is called Stuck in Purgatory. Um, Kieran's Kickstarter for his new book, his new comic series, In Purgatory, is out now. You can find the link below. Um, another quick disclaimer. Towards the end, I was in my studio, and my studio has a tin roof. Yes, it has a tin roof, and it has been raiding quite a bit out here um, in Sydney. So uh, it started bucketing down, raining. You can hear me actually say something to Kieran about it towards the end. Um, however, thankfully, it didn't ruin the audio. But if it does annoy you, I'm very sorry. Uh, it's the best I could do. I tried to EQ it out a little bit. Uh, however, you know, it's it's not it's 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 not really in the way as far as I'm concerned. You can hear everything we're talking about towards the end there, and it's only for about the last five minutes. So, uh, yeah, uh, just just ignore it if you can. Don't 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 be a dick about it. All right, guys. Um, here we are, Mister Kieran Jack. 
Wish I could find a better way And I don't really think they'd be worth it. And if you're right, you get took it. I shook those fears, and I don't really believe in I said another book. Yeah, this year, this year, I think I did six or seven, and that was the biggest year I've ever had. And like, I could not imagine you doing 24. That's just, just to me, it's just like mind numbing. That's absolutely yeah. psycho. I mean, I know why you did it, I completely understand why you did it, and I've considered that myself. But I've been considered like I'm. Ch- I'm planning on changing my, not my style, but the experience of my con table every single year. Anyway, I want to amp it up every year and and yep. you know change it. Like next year, I want to get a couple of double tables at specific events and that kind of thing. So I'm uh, like I'm not. I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping that if certain things, certain people tell me that this one's good, if I know that my stuff's similar to theirs then that one's going to help me out rather than... And I'll give that a go. And if it works, then I move on from there rather than... Like, yeah, I just feel... I definitely could not do what you're doing. I'm I'm fucking scattered already. And I'm glad that they're over to me completely. <laughs> I'm so yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, like, I've got... Uh, after next week, I've only got two left, so... Yeah. That's, that's not too bad of a problem to have. Mm. But, yeah, like, honestly, man, like, yeah, I've done that many this year, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this... Oh. So I'm not going to have a break. I'm not going to next year. I'm definitely going to join. Still doing some, but I'm just oh, going to yeah. take a step back and just work. Well, more so working on, like you just said, then working on your art style. Yeah. Um, I want to like continue to push out comics, and I feel as if I'm not doing comics, then uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much better. Off, I'm better off doing the comics than the cons. So right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a conundrum to have. You yeah. need one, you need you need both of them, but at the same time, you need to focus on one thing to try and push the other. So, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> I get it. So is that why you kind of stepped back from the halftone effect this year? Yeah, man, that's definitely why I stepped back from it. I just sort of my focus, like this, the comics make money. Where the comics and the art make money, the yep. podcast doesn't. Make anything yeah. and I was doing the podcast two and a half years and I didn't see any sponsorship come my way oh. or, so I was like well you know I've got to got to make a sacrifice here yeah and um, I mean yeah I did and that's that's what it was at the end of the day that's how I had to do it I had to just say fuck it I'll just do the comics and um, make, make my money outside of that so yeah yeah fair enough I get that I um we're talking about this. We should be talking about this in the podcast. Well, that's the thing. I'll, I'll, I've just hit record, so whenever if, oh, you want, oh, okay. if you want me to, yeah, if you want me to cut anything, man, just go. No, I don't. I just normally like to start the conversation and just go from there. And if you want me to cut anything oh. at the top end, just let me know, and I will. And I'll start oh, it at where whatever point, man. But it's it's, uh, it's your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I just prefer to have the conversation like kind of just go. Rather yeah. than rather than like having like I'll do the intros and shit later. I add the intros yeah. and all that kind of thing later. So I I just like kind of hit record and ask you know ask you guys if there's anything that like if the conversation at the start was personal I'll delete that or whatever and and figure out where to go from there. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. Um, oh, what was I thinking? Fuck, I'm I'm very scatterbrained as well. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, man. <laughs> the Inktober thing just came out of nowhere for me as well. I saw that you're doing that as well, and that just like I completely forgot about it. And then was like, oh, I can't not do it this year because it's it's been so good to me every other year that I kind of have to just, like, do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. And I, I've enjoyed doing it. Like, before I started doing the comics, I was doing that as uh, just to get my skills because I hadn't drawn for a while. Oh, yeah. It took a massive chunk of time where I didn't draw. And I got, that's right. how I got back in drawing. It was through Inktober, but I feel like I kind of feel like now I do it, I'm forcing myself to do it. Like, those yeah. two that I've done. And Austin and so Austin and Paldo organised a um, Inktober um, group. And, yeah, I saw that. And they've kind of thrown me into it, and I was like, that's cool. And then I did yesterday and the day before, but I missed the first day. And right. I, I, I did Dread, and the other one I nominated to do the, um, I don't know if Dogma. Oh, that shit, was dude. you, was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I'd not... Because I'd always wanted to draw it. I was like, oh, it'd be good, good to do it as a print, but yeah. it'd never sell. And I was like, nah. oh, we'll just use this. And um, I, just, I was doing it last night. I was kind of like, I'm pushing myself to do this. And I'm not enjoying it. I was like, yeah. that's not why I'm drawing. I, I do it for passion. And I kind of feel now I might just take a step back from it because I'm doing Purgatory and I'm doing the prints. I just don't want to be forcing it down my throat and that's what it felt like so I was like okay I think I'll just stop and yeah. I told him that last night I might just take a break from what I'm doing yeah. doing these prints uh, doing these um, sketches because I don't want to over exuberate myself in the point that I'm just like I'll burn myself out I'm not saying I burn myself out because yeah. I love drawing yeah, I love yeah, what yeah. I do I'm very passionate about it but at the same time I feel as though I'm kind of burning the candle at both ends at the moment yeah yeah, I feel that. And so, that's that's when it starts to get real, like, worky. And it's no... Yeah. And, and, and you get you get a bit too emotional about it and, and too too overwhelmed. And, uh, and, you know, I'm competing against Austin and Jackson and <laughs> all these other great artists. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's my work. I'm like, oh, no. So I drew this. And it's yeah. Like, okay, yeah, but... You know what? Looking at those few posts, those three days that you guys have, like everyone's already done, it's quite yeah. impressive because, like, knowing all of you guys for this you know amount of time, I've known you for a year. I've known Jackson for just over a year. Rui, um, Cam, all that kind of, all those guys. I can look at all those, and every single one. The interesting thing about it is, every single one is so distinct, and you or like. All of you guys have such a distinct style that looking at the first, like the, I think it was day two, I looked at the yep. first, like the five or six that was up there, and I, without even having to look in the caption, I knew exactly who you all were because yeah. of your style. And it would it must have been on Rui's account or something like that, probably Jackson's. And I saw it all and I was like, oh, Kieran's in on it. Okay, cool. Paldo's in on it. That's really fucking cool. Like, and I, I actually contacted Jackson, and he invited me to join in it. And I'm going to jump in and out on it because I'm doing a... I wrote a, um, a little yeah, I saw that. thing for my daughter. Yeah. And I'm going back and forth. Like, if one day... I, like, there was a couple in there that I was like, oh, I don't know. And if I can find the time to add in with the crew as well, I will. Mm. Um, because Jackson was like, oh, yeah, give it a go. But I said, look, um, I'll, I'll give it my best because doing Inktober to begin with is, like, it's difficult, man. It's definitely... <sighs> 
it, it holds a really strong part in my heart, but it definitely is one of those things that you need to be like four days ahead of yourself, especially for Instagram. Otherwise, you're just going to fall behind. By the third week, you, you're just fucked. Yeah, and the thing was, originally, before all this happened, I was going to do, um, I've got 20 commission covers, blank covers, sitting here. And I was like, oh, I'll just do one of those a day. Yeah. And I sell them at the store, and I, did, I had them all backed up, and then I joined in, um, I joined in for this, and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I was like, well, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, look, and... The whole idea of Inktober, I think it was Jake Parker was one of the, oh, the guys that started Parker, yeah. it. And, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's phenomenal. Like, oh, he's done a really good brilliant. thing by kicking this off. Yeah. Um, it, it but, was... yeah, it's just like now, it's like to get people into it, cool. Mm. Um, but it gets in but, the way. I completely understand why some people who are working, like, in the industry or as graphic designers or whatever just decide not to do it. Like, Jackson did not do it last year because he was doing 100 days of drawings and as well as commissions. I remember asking him, like, are you going to do it? He was like, no fucking way. I don't have time to do any of that shit. Like, I'm already doing 100 days of drawings and I've got, like, a buttload of commissions to do in between those 100 days of drawings. And at this point, I'm doing every second day. It's like, there's no way I'm doing it. And I almost said no to it this year because I didn't have any concept. And then I wrote... Then I just, like... I read something that Louis Joyce gave me um, on the weekend at Oz Comic Con and it was about his son. He just flicked it to me on the way out the door. He goes, here, have a read of this. I think you'll really like it. And it was a a story about his son and going on holidays with his son. It really inspired me and I just quickly whacked together this thing, like this little poem that I wrote on my phone um, while I was just sitting with my little one and then was like, oh yeah, I'll get to that eventually, I suppose. And then was like, oh, fuck, you know how I get this done? I do exactly the same as I did last year because I actually did a comic book last year, page by page. That's which, right, you did too, yeah. Which was an effort, man. Like, that was that was so much. Whereas this is kind of like panel by panel or like it's kind of a bit ch- children's booky, but I think I might turn it into a, you know, two panels a page kind of thing. But yeah, that. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then Jackson did that thing. I was like, oh, fuck, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> I really want to do that one as well, yeah. but this is going to... Uh, that's why I said to him, I'm like, I'll punch in and out on it. I'll send you I'll send you drawings if I do them. And if I don't do them, then, you know, just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a dedication thing too. It, it does get you into the, the zone, but oh, it's a it's real so dedication. dedication to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good for discipline as well. But trying to, when you're doing a day job, like you're, you've got a day job, yeah? Yeah, when you're doing a day job yeah. and you're trying to fit in, and then you've got commissions or you've got other work that you've got to do, it's just, yeah, finding the time for it is very hard. Yeah, and then I did mention that to the guys when we started doing it. I was like, I'm halfway through a comic. Yeah. Um, I'm planning on doing all new prints for the next lot of cons, and I'm oh. doing this, and I'm doing this, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, guys. So it's, it's good fun, and we're having fun doing it, but... Um, I think I might slow down now and just yeah. focus on getting some stuff done. So yeah, man, and the and but the, yeah, it's cool. The paid stuff's more like it's really just an exposure thing. It's really good for Instagram and it's good for exposure oh, and to be on the hashtag when the hashtag is popular and all that kind of thing. But yeah, there's that many people out there doing it at this point as well. So it's just wild. Uh, it's it's gotten a lot. It's bigger than what when I started. I did this started doing this. 
going to say 2014. Oh, yeah. The first year I started doing this, and it's completely different to what I remember it being back then. Oh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of people. There wasn't as many people doing it then, and now it's just like everyone's doing it, which is really cool. It's really it's really great to see heap people a part of this, this thing that just started as an idea. Yeah. Just, just started as a small little challenge that Jake Parker did for himself. And it's become exactly. like a, a almost a business, almost a company. Like there's and every like it's gone beyond him. Not everyone knows that he's the guy that does it. That's the thing. Like he's I think the Inktober Instagram has three times as many followers as Jake Parker does, which is just oh, madness. Really? Yeah. It's madness. Like he's he's cited as the as the creator of it and most people know but it's definitely gone it's like it's one of those creations that's gone beyond the creator oh like wow that's, that's bigger than the creator now yeah it's crazy I wish I could come I up mean, with something like that <laughs> I mean yeah it's, it's I, I'm, I'm sure he's very um, graceful in that too because I mean to have something like that to go such an extreme like it has yeah it's huge it's, it's just a viral sensation that you know, you you can't even predict. You could no. you could not predict that kind of thing happening. I mean, I suppose it's a challenge, but it's possibly just that the right people picked it up at the right time, and then the, all all it takes is a you know the right person with the right right amount of followers, or the the you know illustrators are all following them, or whatever whatever it may be, and then you just you get onto it, man. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's it's, it's something we're doing, and I'm enjoying doing it for the part. But I yeah. mean, that's why that's why I thought I'd bring up startup because I've wanted to be a part of this, and kind of feel now I'm just pushing myself to do it for the wrong reasons. So I'm backing out of that. And, yeah. um, I might do a couple of days here and there, but yeah. I like I said, I, I've got so much on my plate at the moment, oh. illustration wise, that I can't actually keep up with everything. So yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, well, t- tell me, tell me about, tell me about in purgatory. What's the, uh, what's, what's the story? What's the idea behind this? Where did, where, actually, start from the start. Where did it come from? Where did the idea come from? Uh, it's funny because I was doing Talking Bread at a time, and I only just finished doing issue one. Mm. And it was a, a way at a wedding or something. It was a weekend away for a wedding, and um, Pelpaldo was shooting out a message to all of us and going, oh, I want to do some other comics that are attached to the Machine Land world. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, I'd love to do a crossover. It's like, I'd love to do a crossover. I've got a story that I might want to use. I'm not sure yet. I'll get back to you about it. Anyway, so I went away with it and I was kind of stewing over it for a weekend and I was like, oh, I should do this and I could do this. And I was like, something that really always touched me was... You know, sound weird but <laughs> but it was kind of the I was raised a Catholic and at uh, a very young age I denounced my faith okay um personal we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get on uh, we'll get on to that later I've been meaning to ask yeah, you but yeah. yeah and I, I I kind of felt there was a story about my angst towards it that we could really I could really go with um okay. and I'd always been I don't think I was fascinated by death but I'd always I'd always wanted why people feared it Okay. Um, a younger me wasn't, you know, as wasn't as vicious as what I am now. But mm. I was never, I was never over concerned about dying. I was more so the fact of living in the moment um, and enjoying the moment for what it was. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that's yeah. So I felt that I kind of had a story there, my own 
personal story about the idea of death and how people fear it. Okay. Um, people are afraid to die. What does it mean? Where do we go? Um, yeah, I just started. I started brainstorming it over that weekend and came up with a few ideas. One of them was one of them being the main central character of death. Um, and yeah, so from there I just kind of built a story around that. And yeah, it's just kind of it's what was it 2015 that idea. Oh, I said okay. 2015. So it's been. So it's when been. I'm, it's, so sorry, I'll start again. 2016. 2016. 2016 was when the idea. Yeah. So it's. it's okay. A, it's about, yeah. Three you, years in the making. You let it kind of just naturally process as you were doing the talking bread. Not really. No, I was going to start doing it as soon as I thought the idea. And my partner Claire, she actually told me, "No, don't do that." She goes, "You've got a story you started. Just oh. keep going with that." Button. So I think I was already started. I already started working on issue two at that stage. Okay. And um, I I kind of wanted to stop after issue three of Talking Bread and jump into the story. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that because you've got the Talking Bread mapped out. You know where it's going. And I don't. I, I, and this is nothing against anyone who stopped a comic or whatever it may be. But there's a stigma in the comics community where people start a comic. Yep. And they don't finish it. And mm. for someone who started out reading indie comics and has a lot of indie comics in his um, long boxes, it's frustrating when people don't finish their comic and you're halfway through a story. Yeah. And, I mean, fuck, the big guys do it too, and it pisses me off when they do it. Mm. Um, most, re- most recently, Batman Dan looks like that's not going to happen. Like they're, they're apparently releasing pre... They're going to push back both issue two and three so it's like well there you go it's a perfect example oh. so I was like you know fuck it I'm going to finish Talking Bread and mm. I'm gonna, then I'm going to jump into Purgatory um, fast that track to now and I'm so happy I did that uh, I mean my skills are a lot better than what they were back when I started the Talking Bread which yeah. is evidence of the comics mm. uh, but I mean yeah so the idea of it was to be centralized around death and the idea of what happens when we die and okay. I think like it's gonna it's gonna it's definitely gonna take the piss out of the Bible okay um, it's definitely gonna take the piss out of some some religions okay um, I mean it's I mean I say take the piss but it's more questioning what they're saying like I in a humorous way so was that Questioning what they're saying in a humorous sensibility, yes. or, yeah. I think I think it's more of a dark, darker tone. So dark, oh, okay. I yeah. like to think of it as dark humor, um, and I've called it out as a dark humor a couple of times in um, the Kickstarter. Oh, but okay. More so, I think uh, I, I remember. I, I can tell you, I can remember stuff from the Bible and different parables and stuff about how you know. The God is you know, Almighty, and okay. it, 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 it's it's very. I mean, it's very hard to take when you read it as an older person. Yeah, you step away from it and you come back and read it, and just I, sh- I found myself reading parables and shaking my head. Um, right. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, okay, there's, there's 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 stories here. There's stuff. There's stuff in it that's, that you know is believable, and, and stuff that has happened. There is history events of this stuff, certain stuff happening. Okay. But some of it's just it's it's far fetched. So yeah. yeah. 
Okay, yeah, 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 fair enough. I see. So, did you say, you said to me on the weekend, are you, you using parables, specific parables, and taking, taking it so, in your own direction, or? There will be. There, yep. there will be enough issues. I've written, um, I've written down parables and certain stories that are going to come into effect. Issue one actually has a, uh, how do I say it without spoiling it? <laughs> It has it has it has a creation of some certain something in it. So there's right. a certain scene in this issue that takes place mocking another situation that happens in the Bible. Um, and you'll find that with situations like this throughout the series, um, I am gonna take the Mickey out of these certain certain stuff in there that's just completely fucking bonkers. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean Yeah. Multi- I grew up watching a lot of Monty Python, and oh, fair enough. The, meaning, the meaning of a life to me is one of my favourite, um, favourite story, uh, favourite movies of theirs. But I think that the life of Brian, you know, is oh. another perfect example yeah. of taking a bit from the Bible. Okay. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, it's a mixed barrel, man. There's going to be uh, there's going to be some political things in it. I'm definitely taking a stab at political. I'm very okay. much punk at heart, so I, I enjoy taking. Um, political subjects and pushing the boundaries on it. Okay. Um, nice. Things that are in it. Yeah. I mean, issue one is a lot lighter than yep. I originally wrote it. Uh, uh, second draft. So I've done a couple of drafts of it. First one was a lot dark. It was a lot darker than what I originally thought I was going to be. And then yeah. I was like, no, I've got to, I'm going to tone it back a little bit because I, I don't want to throw readers um, off. Right. Issues. So yeah. you're, you're, you're getting introduced to characters, you're getting into, introduced to the underrealm, um, you know, what it, what it is, what's it about. Um, it's kind of weird. I've had a bit of a bit of a think about it in the last couple of days. And I'm like, this story is taking place in it. It's, ta- it's got an actual place that it's all taken part of. And yeah. that's what I'm against. There's no such thing as heaven or hell. There's, and I don't know this, but... Um, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but it's like, I can't think of it like, I'm kind of making my own heaven and hell, well, in a sense, like with Underrealm. I'm just like, right. is this the kind of story I want to tell? And I'm like, no, 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 you are. You're telling the story of, you know, what, it's your idea of what happens when we die, which is really nothing. Nothing happens when we die. We, 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 we live this life. This is our own life. We live it. That's it. You know, you're buried and put into a ground or you're, yeah. you're cremated. Yeah. So... And that's, you know, people are entitled to their beliefs. I never begrudge anyone of for course, their of beliefs. Of course, of course, yeah. But there are a lot of problems in the world at this present time and that's been going on for centuries now. Um, it's, it's, it's just a problem. It's a problem. They religion yeah. called a lot of problems. And oh, I yeah. feel as though doing this comic kind of, you know, writing stuff, down does help people mm. um, get off their chest, mm. and I feel right because that's me. So that's what I'm writing this now, and I'm turning it into a script. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's it's going to get deep. It's definitely yeah. going to get deep. It's going to have there's going to be stuff that people are going to be like, well, did, did you go too far with that? But I mean, that's what comics are to me. Like I've oh, grown yeah. up reading controversial comics, um, stuff mm. that pushes the boundaries, look, makes look, you make, makes you think. Look at Watchmen, man. Look at two of my favorite books are Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns, and they couldn't be any less political. Like they 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 they're in a time where 
which is very similar to the time. It's almost a reflection of the time that we're in right now. And I think books like Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns are more poignant now than they have been since the 80s. And they've always been, they've always pushed the boundaries and all that, you know, for, for a medium that began um, being sent to World War II veterans, um, how could it not be political? Like how could every character has a site, especially you know your your DC and Marvel, like particularly DC character, they all have psychological grounding, um, and the modern Marvel Cinematic Universe has psychological grounding in very, um, you know the the ideas of the time or the you know reflection the, of society. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly the 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 reflection of the society that it was built in. Like, I think. You know, and and Batman, man, he's the perfect character to really. He's never been. No other character has been through so many iterations, so many different, so many different styles. And you know, from the from Adam West to the Dark Knight Returns to the Dark Knight, when everyone was you know wearing leather and in the Matrix world, we got the Dark Knight. And it was dark as dark can be, and it was extremely like post nine eleven, and it was extremely grounded in a universe that made you really believe that a Batman could exist and there would be, you know, logic in him existing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's my thoughts on that. It's definitely a medium that, um, and you're, you're sending it in the right direction. Like, I completely understand why you're doing that. It's very... Yeah, uh, I, I mean, the reason I started making any comics was I was bored with, um, I was bored with the mainstream comics. And... Fair enough. I mean, there are, there are, and I'm not, anyone, everyone still reads, that's cool, and that's, that's there, they enjoy reading them. Um, you know, I've just started picking up DC Comics again. Um, I, I enjoy reading Dark Horse, and I enjoy reading Image, because mm. they're, they're so different. They're different to what the superhero genre is, and that's why yeah. I started writing comics. I was, I, was, I was sick of it. I was bored of Batman. I was bored of the reboots. I was, I was fucking over the reboots. All these issue runs pissing out everywhere. And I'm oh, like, yes. this is not, and, and, that, and that's what happened. That was the three, four years ago. You go back to um, pre-New 52 and everyone's excited about pre, the New 52. Oh, that's cool. That was, it was good. You know, it was kind of introducing people to it. The Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight just come out. Yeah. They, they changed the game, which is really cool. And uh, 52 came out, and then they're like, oh, no, we're going to do it again. And it's like, well, fuck, I've just spent, invested all this money into it, and I've, I've been reading up until um, the new 52 ended, and I was like, I'm not... They're just going back and restarting yeah. everything. And I was like, okay, this is, this is not why I read comics. Um, I was like, it's just it's time to move on. And that's when I dove into more so the indie comic scene, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start making my own. And, I mean, like, this is why I do it. I, I love doing it now. I'm so passionate about doing this that I'm so driven by my own passion to produce more content. Um, yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying prior to that. It's like, I want to make sure that I'm completing a whole story. Like, in Purgatory, it's got 12, sto- 12 issues to it. Um, and, I mean, there is going to, and I'll say this right now, there's going to be a break between issue 6 and issue 7. Because it's a, it's a complete... It's story arc, so yeah. the first story arc and the second story arc. So I, okay. I've already mapped out how it all ends, but yeah. I mean, I want to do the do the first story arc, have a little break. So I've got actually a couple of other projects I want to work on. Okay, and I mean, then yeah. Well, that's smart. They have an have an intermission in between, 
and work on and because you will I'm I'm up to issue six of Serenade and you know I haven't been as disciplined with my comics as you have been because I've just I get bored of the character quite easily and then you know like you like you did came up with new ideas and I've had ideas for three or four years now that I haven't even touched because I'm like well no I gotta I gotta really focus on finishing Serenade and the first story arc of Serenade then I can move on then I can then I can really because I really want to expand that universe with the second story arc and continue it as long as I can continue it and as long as I have ideas because it's not the kind of story that ends whereas the other ones they end they have an ending and they have possibility for you know an open ending or they have a possibility for you know to go further but Serenade is one of those things that keeps you know that's that can can keep going, and it, it's a serial. Uh, I've I deliberately built it like 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 a serial, so that would so that it would continue. And you know, I have sometimes I have the villain of the week thrown in there a little bit, or I'll have and then there's an it's kind of like a TV show the way that I went went about it to initially because I knew that I I enjoyed this character so much, and I enjoyed spending time with this character and really getting to know this character that. I was able to that I would I would you know I could always take him anywhere that I wanted him to go, and I could take him further further beyond, um, you know, just one story arc, and and having that intermission I think is going to really help you, to, you know, keep you on top of it, and keep you not because you know you don't want to you don't want to half ass it that's for sure. Yeah. That's the thing. You want to make sure you're you're following through with what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah, it's the biggest challenge at indie comics because you're not working for a publisher because of your own back and it's your own your own wallet. It's so oh, easy yeah. just to like click a finger and just go, fuck, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And it happens fucking every year. Oh um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can put. I can put it all, for me, the talking bread is such a it's such a good relief. Like having talking bread finished. Like I've oh, always yeah. planned six part story. Yeah. Um, and having that done now, it's like, oh, it feels good. Like it's, it's done. Like it's going to go on a trade, but I mean, it's, it's, there's no work to it anymore. It sells itself. It's, yeah. I don't, I don't have to do any more work on it. It's like, it's a last, well, I, that's a lot. I just do it. I've got to do the trade paperback cover. Oh, um, well, that's, that's, a, I mean, that's half a day's worth of work. <laughs> well, probably end up being a day's work knowing me oh, yeah. um I'll, yeah, I'll, feel, I'll feel too much and probably make up five or four four ideas that i don't like so oh fair enough yeah i understand that oh that's yeah. um that's really honorable man because you're one of the and um you're one of the indie guys that's really inspired me to push for and you're like a huge advocate for indie comics and anyone who does make their own indie comic like if I've ever felt, um, you know, kind of not not happy or not not ready to put my indie, my comics out there, um, you've always been very supportive of me, and I, I think it's really good to have um, guys like you to to keep that that alive. And I've always said that, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing fan art, which is great. Look, fan art is fantastic because it means that it keeps everything alive. And fan art, I completely understand, gets people's attention. You you pull people in, and then you can start to talk to them about your comic books. And then, you know, we've got friends who, you know, wholly and solely do fan art. But I've also got a lot of friends who do fan art, and they've told me about their comic idea, 
and they've been talking about it for the last three or four years since I've known them, um, or you know, for as long as I've known whoever it may be, and I'm like, do it. Like I've, I finally did it this year myself. I finally got the balls to put out Serenade, and I am so grateful that I did so because I'm ready to finish that book and to dedicate the next you know six months, if not a couple more, however long it takes to finish that first story arc and move on to my next project because my next project's only going to get bigger and it's going to be, you know, my in purgatory. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see the point in being negative about anyone else doing their project. It's, this doesn't help. Like, um, it's all about helping each other up and I mean rising tide floats all ships oh yeah and that's, yeah. that's always in play and I'm all about support and I still will I still go and pick up people's books um, people do get funny when you people ask oh can I do a swap um, I mean I'm happy to swap with people if they want to yeah. swap me and give me their comics um, you know I'm, and they, they may not enjoy talking bread they may not enjoy in purgatory I may not enjoy their, their story but I'll still take something from that yeah, um, that experience, yeah. and I think that's the positive part about it. You know, I will always make the effort to go and talk to the people who I'm standing next to at the conventions, or I'll make an effort to go around and talk to people who are boothing at the conventions. Yeah, just like I did before I was doing them, because you know there was a time where I was a bit t- timid in actually going up and talking to any of them and asking them how to get involved mm. um, and then something just snapped inside me and I was like I need to get out there and start talking to these people and start working out how how they do it and that was the way that I got into podcasting was because I wanted to talk to these people and find out how they tick and and that was a great way for me to get involved in the comics community and uh, this might sound um, this might sound arrogant but it, it gave me a foot in the door yeah um, Oh, you know, definitely, that's, man. That's how I've had I've had four, four, soon to be five successful Kickstarters um, sure. because I've got that that um that building up of um, reputation in the community of being yeah. a person I can talk to, I'm, I'm approachable, and I hope that I am. And you you would have seen it over the weekend at Super uh, sorry I was Comic Con Sydney, but there were a lot of people walking around asking how they get involved, and I had so many parents come to me and ask. Oh, yeah. My kid wants to draw. Um, whether it be boy or girl and how do they do it and honestly I, I was being brutally honest I was like I'm self-taught you know I'm not mm. perfect by any means but yeah. I'm continuously pushing myself to build up that school um, and I said just and I looked at the kids and I just said to them keep doing it keep practicing yeah. I said don't do what I did and stop boring when I was I think I turned about 18 and that was the end of it for me I was like oh uh, girls got a card I mean yeah. that was it Got to get a job. Yeah, I had a job. Making, oh, I had a job. I was making good money. I was spending that money just as quick as I was earning it. I was, I was living it up, and that you know, it goes at the start. I was for a long time there. I was just living in the moment, and it kind of you flipped that from three years ago when I was was not employed. I was unemployed. Sorry, uh, unemployed. Couldn't find a job as a graphic designer. Mm. No one would hire me my portfolio because it had fuck all in it and I was like I just put this after doing the podcast or so I was like fuck it I'm just going to take this take the challenge and build up my own portfolio with my own artwork and just got back in drawing Um, there you go I mean that's there there is and this is this is exactly what I went through the other day but 
there, there is a lot of bitterness in the community and it's, oh. it needs to stop. Yes, it, it does. Just, it's so disheartening when other artists tear down artists for, whether it be writing or illustrating. It's not, it's not worth it. It's, no. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't help anyone. And, you know, there are a few, there's a few um, groups out there yeah, the social threads that tend to jump on there and criticise one from the other, whether they make, they're not making enough comics or they're not, they're not, they're putting out too many prints, and it's mm. like just grow the fuck up, guys. Like seriously, yeah. do you think? One or the other. Hey, look, I'm, I, I'm notorious for it. It's a necessary evil. The prints are what they are, and fuck me, I've done so many cons this year that I couldn't give a shit, and. <laughs> They make, they, make, they make me money. They yeah. make the money to pay for the booths. And yeah. at the end of the day, that has my artwork yep. in his bed. Or that person has their artwork in, in their room yep. with my signature. Know who I am. If they want to pick up my comic, yep. they can always go back and find me. And yep. that is it's such a powerful tool to have yeah. when they're picking up their favourite their favorite superhero or they're picking up their favourite cartoon character. I mean... Or favorite movie hero. I mean, they're taking that home. They're putting it up. They've got it there. They'll they'll they'll, they'll find me. They'll find me on social media. They'll they'll find my website. They'll go and buy the comic. Yeah, they'll hand and it on to a friend. Uh, yeah, that's and that's just smart business to yeah. me. That's that's not. I've got a background in retail. Yeah, and uh, retail management. And to me, that's smart business. Yeah, like I, I, I don't I don't see how people can tear you down for that because. Oh, look, they're I, out there on the front lines. So, I mean, that, that negative atmosphere that comes from these conventions and the people who possibly are bitter because they're not doing them as much anymore, yeah. there's, one, there's one, one thing they can do is to get off their ass and get back out there and do it. That's the only thing I can say to them is to do that. And, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I've, I've actually put myself out there and called them out for this. And there are a few that have commented back. And it's like, well... What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing anything. Get out. Get up off your ass. Get out there and do it. Yeah. No, nothing ever comes... This is is the age-old question about, oh, I want something. If you want it, go and fucking get it. That's all there is to it. I I completely agree, man. And this is... I actually heard Jake Parker say this, and I knew this is why... And the way I think about fan art is that, you know, like I was saying before, one... You, you get people's attention. It's your style. As long as you're not ripping completely, like as long as you're not drawing a Jim Lee drawing straight off the internet and you're not, you know, ripping a style and if you're doing your own poses, your own setting, um, like, you know, like we do, what we're doing, the reason why we all got into this in the first place is because of these characters, because of these illustrators, because of these writers. So we all started comics for, because of someone, you know, for me it was Batman, for others it might have been Spider-Man, it might have been the Ninja Turtles, it might, whatever it is, and we're all, we're all fans. So when we draw these things, we are having so much fun drawing these, and in our own style, and it comes out the way that we see it in our heads as illustrators, then on top of that, you have people coming because they like the Ninja Turtles, or they like Batman, or they like whatever it may be, so they, <laughs> but the funny thing is that you know they, 
more so now than in the start of the convention circuit, people are always fascinated when you actually tell them that it's all your original art or it's all your artwork that you've drawn. Oh, yeah. And they real get they get a real shocked by it. And that's, I think, when when they actually realise that it's your artwork and they start investing, like, they start investing interest into it, that's where it really, it kind of throws you off. It's like, holy shit, like, people are actually going through and they're reading it and they're like, oh, wow, this is really good, you know, we really like your style. Um... And I think going back to what you were just saying then about back at the start about people not really realizing they're looking at work, there's something that I've been doing all this year, and same as when I started, but is is actually talking to them when they look. As soon as you, as soon as they yeah. look that walk, I always try to make a conversation with them because it's, it's retail yet again kicking in that it's like you've, you you engage them they, they'll they'll talk to you they'll come over and talk you might get the odd person that might say no just keep walking yep but I guarantee you 99% of the people will come over and talk to you and you might oh, not yeah. make a sale you no. may not make a sale on that transaction not necessarily but they'll take no. a card you've always this is the first thing you always need to make sure you're doing you've got a business card at the ready, yep. whether it be in your hand or at the front of the table, to give to someone that is walking past, because that can be a potential commission, it can be a potential sale on your web store, it can be a return customer yep. through the weekend. Um, if they've got your card, and that's the most, it's probably one of the most powerful weapons to have on your table is yes. your business cards. Yes. Um, I yes. mean, I always get stumped when people I, don't have them. I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. that's the most. That should be the first thing you get done before you get yeah, anything else ready for a con. You should have business cards. Like I mean, I, know, I, I came very close last week into running out because I gave out that many, and I was shitting. Like, oh, shit. I was shitting myself oh. because I was like, "Fuck, I'm running out cards." I'm I've run done it before. And I was like, I, I don't know how. I don't think I packed properly anyway. <laughs> but I ran out of plastic bags. I'd steal some from Jackson. I need to go get lap bands. Oh, I did the um, same, man. It's a good look. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> I forgot I forgot a pencil for my commissions I just didn't have a pencil at all I brought all my pens didn't have a pencil I had to borrow it from Daniel next to me <laughs> it's, it's I mean you know yeah we, we do we do make mistakes yeah oh yeah yeah there's so many We're things to remember like even yeah. when you think you've even when you think you've left the suitcase case full um, from the last con you always forget something because you forgot you pulled something out of that suitcase or you forgot that you you needed something out of there and you forget it and you have to go back and get it or whatever. Yeah, it happens. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about it when you do Tell me about it when you do Brisbane. You get to Brisbane and you realise you did bring a couple of your prints. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You get to Brisbane and the first sale of the day is they want that print and you've got it on your wall but you don't have it in your, in your uh, folio. Oh, fuck, <laughs> really? Fucked. Oh. Yeah, I was. To be fair, they came. They they bought it off the web store, which is cool. Um, right. It was pissed. I was pissed the first day at Brisbane. Oh. I get there and I I packed. I had to pack down what I was taking because I was already overweight when I got to the airport. Oh no. That's the real conundrum about flying when you're doing convention circuits. Yeah. You have to you either take one bag or you fork out the extra money to get the second bag and you hopefully make that money back yeah and I mean I did I did one bag because it was really the first convention I've done in Brisbane I did one in Gold Coast at the start of the year oh yeah but um you can't tell that I'm tired from it all um, oh fuck yeah bro <laughs> it's the fourth one in a row um 
I just want to call it. I just want to curl up and go to sleep for a week. <laughs> um, but mate, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a real conundrum packing to go to out of state, especially when you got to fly because you have to work out what you're taking and if you're going to take oh, everything. Yeah. Oh man, and, I can yeah, imagine. I, I fell. I found that trap on the first day of Brisbane, so I was like, "Fuck, I'm not doing that again." Oh, um, yes. We, we, we make mistakes, man. We are we are human, and at the end of the day, there are, there's stuff that's going to happen that's going to teach you down the track not to do it again. Oh yeah. I don't fucking leave. Uh, I just I just need to learn my lessons as they come. Really, I need to make like I I just I, I fuck up so often. I'm one of those people that just forgets things. But if I forget it once, I will never forget it again because it'll stick in my mind because it's normally big things. Like you said, like prints, like, you know, I had that happen to me on the weekend where I didn't do a stock take, so I didn't have time to, you know, between Supernova and this weekend, like, we had a baby, so it was just like, I don't have, you know, and then I went back to work last week, I went back to my full-time job last week as well, and it was like, I don't have time, like, I quickly ran through the suitcase, suitcase was still packed from when I came home from Supernova last, and I was like, yeah, I'll cook, yeah, everything looks like it's there, cool, 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 whatever. Didn't do a stock take on prints at all. Tri- decided to not put up prints that haven't sold all year and put up only the shit that was selling and then found out the half of it I didn't even fucking have and I'd sold out at Supernova. And was like, and luckily, it was only one person that asked for a print that I went, oh, shit, I don't have three out of this Justice League set so I need to make sure to remove that off the wall so that no one else comes up and says can I have that piece please and I have to have that same like oh I'm so sorry I don't have it so I went quickly went through and found the shit that I did have and just quickly flicked it up on the wall and was like okay fuck (laughs) a couple of flip sides to that one is that you can always and the thing I've learned now is like if I can't take all the stock with me um I always take a little sign, like I've actually got a little signs print out now. And I was like, it says sold out today, but available on the web store. Oh shit! So I kind of those little is. things, other things you think about later on down the track, and you make these mistakes, and that's what oh. makes you learn from it. You're yeah. Kind of, you're, you're progressing as you go. So oh, I yeah. find that really cool in the sense of how to how to kind of evolve from what you're doing. Um, yeah. And you know, last weekend I. We got smashed on that first day, and um, I didn't bring enough stock with me. Like, I didn't print enough. Um, oh, really? Because all my prints are limited to 100, and some of them are getting very close now to um, running out. Wow. So I put I'll, I'll do a small run because I don't need to get a heap of them. It's starting to wind down. The year's starting to wind down. Um, and the first day, I ran out of, I think it was four prints, and I think it was the four that I already had printed for the weekend. I just completely underestimated Fuck. what it's going to do and you, you never know like I, the, the figures like you and I'm backing all my figures up from last year and my last year I had not even half I think I had a quarter of what I have now wow you don't you can't you can't make these assumptions that goes no. comic book as well like I guarantee I'm, I, I sell through more issue ones than anything else because everyone wants to check out what it was and they'll come back and buy it again oh, yeah. later on down the track yeah but I, I'm fretting now because I'm starting run an issue once again I'm like I'm not going to have the stock to be able to go and get more printed no. what am I going to do yes and this is a situation you fall in it's like fuck I'm going to have to make the call and get more printed they're going to cost more these little things you don't think about when you're starting out but these yeah. are the things you start 
you start to really, yeah, you start to really think about that kind of thing. And, you know, there's displays and there's, you know, you do your first con and you're like, well, I'm just glad that I'm here and people are actually buying this. And then you get to your, you know, your third, fourth year and you start to, I've started to be like, well, now I'm really starting to think about the experience. Like I'm starting to think about what, what um, makes me different to every other store. Why, why do people come to my store? What can I do to make people, get people's attention, but in the most positive way and make them, you know, help them to go away from the experience um, better off and feeling better about where they were because of what I can provide them. Um, where, and that's, you know, personal branding. That's like you said, having the business card there, having the conversation every time. And, you know, you've, you've worked, as you said, you've worked in retail. You have the same jokes you tell over and over, but no, like all these people haven't heard them before. So you, you find that, you find that joke that you say all the time and you make people laugh. And if you can make people laugh or you can make the, give them a smile because of your work, then you've got them, you know, you've pretty much got them on hand, whether they buy something or not. It doesn't matter. Like one of the things I did this year at Supernova was I was really sour about the cosplay community. I got really kind of disappointed in the cosplay community because when I reached out to some people, when I reached out to some people at conventions, I got I got a bit of a cold shoulder. And I mean, this isn't anyone in particular. It was kind of as the community in a whole. And what I decided to do at Supernova this year was when I was taking photos, I'd never done this before, and I wish I'd have done this three years ago when I first started cons, but when I was taking photos of people's costumes, I'd ask them, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a business card? Allow me, because this is going to go up on my Instagram regardless, because that's what I always do. You know, you take all the photos of the, everyone does that. But I want to be able to link you in the photo. I want to be able to give you the credit, and that's a relationship I can build. And there was, you know, a few people, like quite a few people I did that with. And, you know, you do it, you do it with, it's like the business card. You may give out 100 business cards and only get 20 people coming back. But at least there's 20 people. And that's what happened with me. One's, you know, be grateful for one, I think. Exactly. One is it. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I had people come back. I had a couple of cosplayers commission me this, you know, this last con because they didn't buy anything off me last year, last con, because they'd only just met me, but because the relationship had been built on, on social media, and there was a, you know, there was a mutual respect there um, of what we were doing, and, you know, I did pick and choose a few people, that, you know, if, if they just threw me a business card and walked away, then I was like, well, you know, that's a little bit arrogant, I, 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 want, a, I want a relationship here, I want to be able to converse with you when you come up to the table, and the ones that were really kind, they came back. They were straight back this year, taking photos, putting it up on in their Instagrams. You know, cosplayers tend to get a lot more Instagram followers or social network followers than um, illustrators as a whole. But that's it's a great thing to have um, and a great relationship to have, as far as I'm concerned. Because especially if it's a, if it's a positive relationship, like I find that that positive relationship is is very important and it's very good. Um, a very good networking process. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't just agree with you, man. You've got to, you've got to, you can't, you can't, this is my pet hate. I, I see it so often at conventions. You can't sit there behind your phone 
Oh. They expect people to come up to your table. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and the ones that do it, I'm not calling out names. Yeah. The ones that sit behind the tables and then come to me at the end of the day and go, oh, can you make any sales? And I'm like, I, I, I saw them. And I'm like, you fucking sat down yep. all day with your head in your phone yep. or your sketch pad and you didn't communicate with yep. anyone. No wonder you, and like, honestly, man, you're, you're working. You're, yep. you're working. That's what you're doing. You're there to do your job. Yeah. This is. Been, I mean, your, it's an entitlement, I mean, man. But it's just it's it's it it frustrates the fuck out of me, man. It's yeah, like yeah. you sat you sat down at your table with your head in your phone, yeah, and then you're going to come and whinge that you didn't make any money, and I'm yeah. like, dude, seriously, yeah. Like if you don't want to do this, don't come here and spend three hundred dollars on a table. And then cry when you don't make any money. Yeah, and waste everybody's um, and I, time, and, and yeah. And this is just me great. being brutally honest now. Like this is not this is not a call out to one person in particular. No, no, man, go ahead. This is me saying straight out. It's just like it's fucking it annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I I would like don't uh, I have this in the last couple of years. I've decided to stop farting around. Stop. Um, you know, being honest is very important. And if you, like, I feel the same with you. And like, we don't have to sit here and call out names, but hopefully like by us saying something like, like by you saying that, that will get someone, like somebody out there will like, might be one of these people and will fucking hopefully go, oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. Because from day one, man, I never sat behind my, my phone. Never. Yeah, maybe if I'm doing a commission, like yep. maybe, or if I'm posting on Instagram, like this lady said to me this year, she's like, oh, are we boring you? Wasn't even looking at my table, had her fucking bag on my originals folder because she was looking at the table next to me, made this smart ass comment. I was like, no, I'm actually posting on Instagram so that the other people that aren't coming to the con or who might be coming to the con didn't know I was here can come and say hello. So, no, I'm not. Thank you very much. And this woman looked at me all funny. I was like, oh, well, I thought we were boring you. And I was like, excuse fucking me. Who are you? Like, get, get away from my... I, I mean, I wasn't as... I was a little more polite than that. But in my head, I was just like, what? Like, is this... Do people... Do, like, and obviously, people get offended by it. Like, you don't... You, you just... You can't sit behind your table. You can't sit behind your phone. If you, you know, you can't do that in retail. So, treat it the same way. Yeah, I mean, also that said as well, like the first Supernova Sydney, I did the year I met you, man. Um, yeah. It was it was a horrible convention. I'm, oh. I'm not, I've never shied. I've never shied away from saying that they no. they, ro- they they really no, screwed I, us. I, that was a horrible year. Yeah, that was. And just... I, I I mean I was I actually stood away from the booth a couple of times to think what the fuck am I doing wrong? No one's buying anything and. You know, and it wasn't for me sitting on my sitting behind my table with my fat head in the phone. I was trying to um, trying to talk to people and trying to get onto a level with them, and they'd want to try and you know interact with me. And even that was a real struggle. Um, yeah. And it was almost I, I walked away with that. And I'll be honest, I think I made I was lucky to make a hundred dollars. And I had two issues out. I think I had I think I had ten prints and two issues out. And I was just like, okay, there's something seriously wrong here because I had one issue out and I think I made like $500 at Supernova in Melbourne. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think I might have had two prints out at that stage. 
And I was just like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, if I can go to Melbourne and get this much, but Sydney has twice the amount of numbers and twice the amount of guests. So I was like, yeah. hang on, there's something wrong. That anyway, was... and I was like, and it's always the, the situation where I think that's no, it's not them, it's me. So I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I went home and I pumped out, I, I pumped out a coloring book. I did um, a shit ton of prints. Yeah. I think I did stickers. Shit. I was working on issue three at the time. Yeah. I started pumping that out. I have to have more content. I have to have more content yeah. to be for And then the, I think it was two weeks later, I had Comic Con Melbourne. Yeah. And. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, so I'm going to have to stick a pin in it right there for you. Uh, this is going to be part one. I was hoping to release this as two parts, but unfortunately I'm having some technical difficulties, but that's okay. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find any of Kieran's plugs, um, they will be in the episode notes and the description uh, below your video slash podcast, wherever you're watching or listening or so on and so forth. Um, I want to thank Kieran for coming on and don't worry, part two is coming. Uh, It will be here very soon. Uh, I'm talking within days. So uh, stay tuned for the rest of my chat with Kieran. Um, And of course, guys, don't forget, stay weird.